Welcome to the Imperfect Life Weight Loss with Love podcast, where I coach real women whose belief in all or, all or nothing is keeping them stuck in the endless cycle of diet, fail, repeat. I am your host, Andrea Mathis, and I am on a mission to help women let go of perfection so that they can love themselves more, care for their bodies better, and create sustainable habits that support their ideal weight, and more importantly, improve their quality of life. From 328 pounds to triathlete to mom at 40, I know a thing or two about weight loss, body image, and what it takes to overcome challenges with food, fitness, and life. If you're ready to love yourself more, care for your body better, and create sustainable habits that support your ideal weight and ultimately improve your quality of life, then you've come to the right place. This episode is brought to you by Imperfect Life Evolved, a monthly membership for women who are serious about transforming themselves, their bodies, and their lifestyles from the inside out. Learn more at imperfectlife.com evolve. Hello. 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 <laughs> I'm so excited to see your face. I'm so excited <laughs> to see your face. Oh my gosh. You are my second guest on the Weight Loss with Love podcast, Imperfect Life Weight Loss with Love podcast. And I love that you are here. Um, we have lots to talk about today. Um, but first, let's sort of give everyone a little bit of background on, I don't know, our relationship, I guess. Yeah, we'll start there. Yeah. And then you can tell us about you. I'll start with that. So Paulette and I met in 2015 at the, that would have been the third annual Imperfect Life Women's Retreat. And I don't know, we just clicked instantly, instantly right? Like, totally. I don't know. Yeah, that was such an amazing, that, man, that was such a, Every retreat is so cool, but that group of women, we had like 22 women that year, and it was a really, really fun experience. Such a neat group of women who just were amazing in so many ways. Yes, 100%. And lots of like kept friendships from that. So that's the best part. It is. It is. So, um, and then we just, yeah, I mean, you've stayed friends since, and then of course, like we've been friends with everyone that was at that retreat, which happens every year. I love the retreats. I miss them so much and I can't wait to bring them back. Babies got in the way of that and then COVID and now <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen next, um, <laughs> but they will be back eventually. They will. Yes. Retreats will be back. So tell me a little bit about you, your background, where you're at, where you're going. I have some notes here, but um, tell us, tell me, tell us what's going on with Paulette. Well, I was born on, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, like you said, we met like five years ago. I have been, uh, in the past, I have always been a yo-yo roller coaster into fitness, out of fitness. Just, it's, I know so many people can relate to that. This has been my journey. So when I met you, Back in 2015, I was actually like at my best, like uh, I was at my lowest weight. I had been, I had started running, which is like the love of my life. 
Um, I'm sorry. I'm just joking. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't love it. I, I love, love it. I know. People either love it or hate it. And I, yes, maybe uh, someday I'll love it. It's something that I had, like, my whole life I always wanted to do, but I never did. I was always the big kid. And so I spent my, like, my childhood, I was always the big kid. Um, and then before I got married, or a few years before I got married, I had, I actually had um, gastric bypass surgery. At, at my heaviest, I was 311 pounds. Uh, and after the surgery, which I had in 2007, I do believe. Maybe, I forget. Um, that was a while ago. It's yeah. 13 years, yeah. Yeah, after the surgery, um, I had lost about 125 pounds. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, and so I was finally able to uh, I was more confident. And so I went after things that I always wanted to do. So running was one of those things. I remember I was always one of those people that would see people running on the side of the road. Uh, and I would always say, man, I wish I could do that. Like there was just, so when I was feeling better, uh, not only physically, but mentally, cause you know, they're both intertwine. Um, I decided to give it a shot. And sure enough, my girlfriend, Leanne, actually, who was my personal trainer at the time, who was at the retreat with us as well. Good Shout advice. out to Leanne. What up? If you're watching. <laughs> um, she, I told her, she made me set goals when I started with her. And one of the goals was that I wanted to be able to learn how to run. And so right off the bat, she signed me up for a 5k and I almost puked my pants. Cause I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Too much pressure. Uh, but it turns out I did my first 5K and I bawled like a baby because I was like, wow, I can do it. It was crazy. So after that, it became um, like almost an addiction for me. I loved it. And I was able to work myself, work myself up to, um, I did a half marathon, which I was so incredibly proud of. Yeah. I'm going to pause you for one second. There's something noisy on you. Oh. I'm going to hold my phone right here. Yeah. Okay. All right. I hear it like rattling. Yeah, that Sorry. might be it. Okay. It's okay. Okay. Sorry. It's, it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no I totally like got you caught, caught off guard. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, uh, what was I saying? Half marathon. Oh, yes. I worked myself up to a half marathon. And then um, at said half marathon, I actually injured myself. And so... Oh. Uh, I had gone into the race um, a little bit with a knee issue uh, and I ended up finishing the race, but um, I had blown out my knee and also my ankle, my left ankle. And so I had to stop and that messed with me because I had, uh, I had a goal of running a full marathon. That's on my bucket list. It still is to this day. Um, whether I'm going to be able to do that or not, I don't know, because I have uh, some physical limitations now. But um, that kind of threw me for a loop, because for so long, my mental, like I was on such an upswing, right, because I was starting to feel better, and I was really um, t taking time for myself. Um, running is something that filled my cup. And so I was taking the time and making time for that. Uh, and then it all came screeching to a halt. So then, of course, my eating went out the window because I was feeling sorry for myself. 
um, I don't know if anybody else can relate. I'm sure they can, but you know, when you, I had done a, um, like a, a biggest loser competition. We had one here, um, in one of the towns nearby and it became like an all or nothing situation. I'm one of these people. And I know Andrea, you don't like that. <laughs> We've had this discussion before. <laughs> it's so common. I mean, it, it, everyone, almost everyone I talk to yeah. says that. So yeah. Yeah. So when I'm on, I am on. So like my eating was on point. My exercise was on point. I was on fire, like not only physically, but mentally. And so when there was that big giant bump in the road, everything went to shit. And I like here suffered the most. Right. So then I would give myself permission because I was at, I like, I was like, okay, well I can give myself some grace because I've worked really hard and I've come this far. Um, so I can have like a cheat day or two or seven. <laughs> I'll start on Monday. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Know that one. <laughs> uh, and then Monday turns into next month and then Monday turns into, Oh, I'll just enjoy my summer. And then it's a whole thing. Right. So again, the roller coaster. In the past, I would do that, but then I'd be able to like jump back in and get back to whatever it is I was doing. Um, but it's been a tough road since then. So because um, I've used it as an excuse, I feel like, being totally honest, um, I've used my injury. Okay. It is like, I can't run anymore because I will severely hurt myself more and I'm in pain whenever I do um but I'm also not helping myself right I'm hiding behind that and um I haven't said it out loud very often but I feel like um that's what this is all about I'm here to keep myself accountable and make you make me be accountable <laughs> okay <laughs> okay fix me all right let me let me wave my magic wand and ta-da I know, right? So, first of all, I have heard this story many, many, many times. I have lived your story. I get it totally. Um, to touch on a couple of things that you said. One, you know, I'm really big on letting go of the all or nothing approach because all or nothing always leads back to nothing. You don't have a choice. If you're if you're all or nothing and you're either all or nothing, you can't be all all of the time. You just can't, it's impossible. We burn out, things happen, life gets in the way, we get sides swiped. Mm -hmm. And so you, that's where you have to find that balance of what is sustainable for you. Um, and when we've struggled with our weight our entire lives, we're conditioned to believe in all or nothing because we're either dieting or we're gaining weight or we're dieting or we're gaining weight. And so it feels like the only two options are all or nothing, mm -hmm. but it is possible to find that balance. What would you say? So I definitely want to talk about the running and exercise, because that is a huge part of living a happy, healthy lifestyle. Exercise has so many benefits, mm -hmm. but it's not required. It's not, a, it's not one of your body's five requirements for survival. 
which are oxygen, hydration, food, rest, and shelter. Exercise is not in there. Exercise, um, you know, it makes your body healthier, of course. Your, your uh, cardiovascular system better, stronger, your bones more dense, um, anxiety, you know, stress relief, like it has so many benefits, but it's not a requirement for survival. And it's also not a requirement for weight loss. Now you didn't specifically talk about your weight and if that's an issue for you right now, is that something that, that uh, you- Like I'm not where I wanna be for sure. Uh -huh. um, I've done a lot of work to, Growing up, I was always the person that was living for, like I would buy clothes for when I got skinny, right? So like I'd find something super cute and be like, oh my God, I'm this is going to be my goal outfit. I'm going to buy this. And then it would sit in my closet for years. And right? guilt you forever. Oh my, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've done it constantly. So I made myself, uh, I think it was you actually that told me that a long time ago. Like stop doing that enjoy your body where it's at when and where you're at and yeah. give yourself permission to do that. And so yeah. um, I've worked on that and I had, I don't think that I've done any of that kind of buy in a long time. Good. Good. That's awesome. Yes. Huge pat on the back. Uh, yeah. I forget what the question was. Sorry. <laughs> well, I just asked if weight loss is a goal. Oh yeah. Yes. So okay. the, I want to feel better because physically, yeah. obviously I'm not at my best. Um, but I don't let it run my life. So Good. I'm very big into body positivity, um, and empowering and encouraging people to be okay with where they are. If they're happy there, like all the power to you. Um, but for myself, it's something that is always nagging at me. Like, I know I just want to feel better. Yes, right? absolutely. I be, yeah, I want to be less tired. I want to be able to, like, walk up my steps without wanting to die when I get to the top. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yes, it is. Um, I want to make it a priority for sure. Okay. Okay, good. You bring up a really good point um, about body positivity and weight loss. There seems to be two camps lately where you either, you're either one or the other. You're either body positive or you're fat shaming and there's no in between. And I completely disagree with that notion. I totally believe that you can absolutely love yourself and your body right where you are and still want to improve. And it's not because your body isn't good enough, but because your quality of life is important and you are important and you are worthy of that change. You are worthy of making those changes to your body so that you can improve your quality of life. Because like you said, you know, walking upstairs, um, you know, getting out of breath, walking upstairs or playing with your kids, range of motion. Um, joint pain, like our weight affects so many aspects of our life far beyond the number of the scale and the size of our genes. And so it is important. Our weight and our size does matter because it affects our quality of life. Does mm -hmm. it de determine who you are and what your value is? Absolutely not. But it does 
have an effect on our quality of life. So, and that, that's physically, mentally, and emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about, um, we, we tend to get caught up in all the, the physical stuff, but there's also like, I remember when I was, you know, over 300 pounds and walking into a restaurant that I hadn't been to before and worried that I was going, whether or not I was going to fit in the booth, especially if I was like with a group of friends, you know, and you, it takes its toll on you. Even if you're, you know, and I was never, mm-hmm. I was always very confident. I did theater. I was on stage. I was very confident with who and who I was, but it still affected me emo- emotionally and mentally in ways that people didn't necessarily see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Fitting, fitting in chairs that have arms. Yes. Yes. Like theater that. seats. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember the pain of like theater seats, just digging into the side of my hips. Mm-hmm. airplanes, you know, any, anything that is Ugh. designed for the average person is very uncomfortable when you are larger. Um, and it does affect what you choose to do in your life, whether, you know, it, not confidence, like literally being able to fit comfortably is mm-hmm. a huge factor. Uh, I've taken a few plane rides in the last year, and um, that is one of the things that really, it slaps you in the face every time. Like a couple times I've had to ask for a seatbelt extension, and it like is a little bit soul-sucking every time you got to be like, hey. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. I feel you. I know. I, I totally know that feeling. Um. So that being said, um, in your sort of pre-podcast questions that I asked you, you you talked mostly about exercise and consistency and um, making it a priority. Um, And so I just, I I definitely want to talk about that since that seems like it's really important to you. Mm -hmm. But I do also need to ask, since weight loss is also on your list, is your diet? How's your diet? How's your diet? Shit. Because, yeah. Okay. Shit. <laughs> right now? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's hard to ask your body to do things like exercise when you aren't feeding it well, when it's mm-hmm. tired, when it's achy, when it's dehydrated, when it doesn't have the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that it needs in order to feel good. Um, so you know, when we look at, again, those five requirements for life, oxygen, number one, and you're obviously breathing, so that's good. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> score one for you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're a, a stress or an emotional eater, are you practicing deep breathing to help keep stress, anxiety at bay? Are you staying hydrated? If you're not well hydrated, stress and anxiety are compounded by dehydration. Mm -hmm. Um, um, We also tend to mistake hunger for thirst or thirst for hunger. I never know which way that goes. (laughs) If I record a hundred podcasts and this subject comes up, I will say that every single time. (laughs) Yeah, you're mistaking hunger for thirst. Yeah. Yeah, you're eating when you're actually in need of water. Totally. Um, so, you know, are you, are you making sure that your body has those? Are you getting enough sleep? Because if you aren't getting enough sleep, it's very hard to make those food choices that honor yourself, your body, and your goals. Because when mm-hmm. you're tired, your body craves those quick 
high sugar, high fat foods for fast energy. Um, and it just sort of spirals from there. So are you, would you say that you are doing a good job or even a decent job of meeting those five requirements for survival? Oh, no. <laughs> I wish people could, listening could see your face right now because it's awesome. Let's be real, okay? Um, so here's, I'm going to fess up and be very honest. Um, I do stay hydrated, but not on the right things. So I love, I am a water drinker. I love to drink water. But uh, summer especially, I have a little bit of an addiction to Diet Coke, which I know is terrible for you. I know this. However, <laughs> um, I used to smoke. I quit smoking. And this became my new crush. Um, I, again, whenever I go, whenever I make the decision to be on a healthier lifestyle, I cut it out completely because I know how terrible it is for me. Um, but I'm at, right now, I'm just drinking it. So I need to, I, I want to, sorry, I got to change my language. I want to stop or I At will. At least you didn't say should. Right. I'm really trying to be mindful. Good. Of my language. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sleeping very well, probably because I'm eating like shit and drinking like shit. And drinking <laughs> a lot of caffeine, yeah. Yes. And so I really need to like hone in my sleeping. Because again, when I was working out back in the day, I would go to bed early. Mostly because I was exhausted. <laughs> But I function so much better. And then, you know, obviously, like you said, when you have more sleep, you're more rested. You, you're not as maybe irritable or you're not thinking. Like I always grew up thinking about food. It's an, I, I'm an addict. And I always say this to people like um, people that have addiction. It's not just drugs. It's there's all kinds of things that you can be addicted to. And I feel like I am a food addict. and. My name is Paulette and I have a problem. <laughs> I've accepted it, but I need to learn how to work around that, right? Because it's not something that you can just like fix in a day. It's, I constantly have to be mindful. Yeah. I always think that, okay, so uh, what's going to be my next meal? Oh, I'm gonna, what, what am I going to have for a snack? Like it's always at the front of my brain. Mm -hmm. So when I am eating healthier, it's so much easier because... I was doing the, uh, so when I got into like really great shape and I was feeling my best, um, my husband Jerry and I were doing carb cycling. And that is the one thing that really worked well for us. Not saying that that's the best thing for everybody. Some people are all about keto. Some people are all about whatever. Um, but that's what worked best for us. Uh, and I felt like a freaking rock star. Like physically, I felt so good. I had so much energy. Um, so I always think in my head, like, I, I, I will remind myself of how I felt then. I was very regimented because I could only have so much per day. Um, there's a whole calculation to it. Uh, but I knew how many calories that I could eat during the day. And um, I was choosing to have those calories be, like, good quality food going in. Um, so I felt good about it. Even though I was eating less, um, I felt so good 
all around. And so I always remind, like, I'm very mindful to be like, okay, but remember how great you felt. Like, is it worth this bag of chips? <laughs> but I also had, like, I, I believe that you have to be at a point where you make the decision to decide to do it. And until I'm actually ready to do it, um, nothing's going to change. I could say it till I'm blue in the face, but you have yes. to make the decision. Yes. And in fact, I was going to mention or ask like when you did that, when, so if you look back at the time when you uh, did the running and had so much success with that, and then the time that you did the carb cycling and had so much success with that, can you sort of look back at those periods on your life and think about where you were physically, mentally, and emotionally? And in like, I'll give you an example. Um, were those times when, when things were sort of like smooth sailing, like you weren't trying to start a business, you weren't trying to raise kids, you weren't trying, you didn't have other distractions and things were pretty easy. Would you say that they were during times when things were pretty easy? At that point, yes, things were pretty, there was no big, huge stressors involved. I made that, like that was my priority. And would you say that right now you have some Oof. <laughs> yeah yeah well, Life? That's a, yeah 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 but that's yeah. the thing you have to you, we can only do so much at one time mm -hmm. and as women we try to take on way too much and then some dro ball drops and then we beat ourselves up because we haven't been able to maintain juggling that ball you know yeah and unfortunately exercise and food tend to be two things that we put off for other things. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Eh, not really, but it's very uh, common. Mm -hmm. It's very common. And so again, that's where the whole like all or nothing has to go away. And we need mm -hmm. to find that the sustainable habits that we can create that support the way that we ultimately want to live. Yeah. Um, because it is easy to do projects when you're totally focused on that project. Yeah. Well, it's like, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, it's like that. When I, I was going to say, when I was on that, when I did that biggest loser thing, I had a carrot, right? It was Dangling. like 40 days or however long it lasted. And I had that carrot and I knew like I on the prize the whole time, all or nothing. And I was all in. And so I went like hardcore, got second place. It was amazing. I lost like 43 pounds or something like stupid. It was amazing. I know it was so fun. I was having the best time of my life, <laughs> but then it stopped. Then I didn't have a carrot anymore. So then it became like, oh, I have freedom. <laughs> well, let's go celebrate that I did so well with food. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, you've done so well. Why don't you just, you know, you can ease off for a while. But then again, it turns into this whole big thing of like, I'll start on Monday. Oh, it's summertime. I'll start after summer. You know, there's just, yeah. this is the story of my life. It's the story of many, many lives. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that we get some tools in your tool belt. Yes, please. Because that's what this is supposed to be about. Um, but first I want to talk about the Diet Coke thing real quick. 
Ugh, yes, um, please. Because, <laughs> I don't want to um, <laughs> you know, transfer addiction is a real thing. And it's very common, especially in people with, who have had weight loss surgery or who have food addictions and, and, and have weight loss surgery. And I'm not saying this is what happened to you specifically, but um, you said you went from the smoking to the Diet Coke, right? And, and a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot, some people who have weight loss surgery and can't eat anymore will do the same thing where they'll go from food to alcohol or drugs or smoking or even exercise. Um, and it's, it's all transfer addiction. So it's definitely something to be aware of. And if you recognize that that is an issue, then, you know, you can seek help for addiction. Um, I am not an addiction expert, so I, I can't necessarily tell you what to do. Um, but I, I, I will say that I sort of am on the fence when it comes to food addiction. I don't discount it by any means or disregard it. Um, but I also think that one, we tend to give ourselves labels and then we believe them. And when we start to call ourselves a food addict, that's who and what we are. Mm -hmm. And so what do you Good do point. with that? Yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you do with that? Um, I, people definitely eat for reasons that are not fuel. I eat for reasons that are not fuel. I'm, you know, I'm by no means perfect, right? Um, we, but we eat uh, for fun. We eat for, you know, stress relief. We eat for out of boredom, out of, as a distraction because we don't want to do certain things, that procrastination. Like there are all different reasons why we eat beyond fuel for our bodies. And being mindful of that, which you've mentioned mindfulness now a couple of times, which I absolutely love, but being mindful of that, figuring out what is causing you to actually eat is a really powerful tool, tool to have in your toolbox. And only you know the answer to that. And it's not going to necessarily be the same every single time. Mm -hmm. But just knowing that you do use food for things other than fuel, yep. which again is very normal. Like we're, we're, we're not animals or humans and we get to eat amazing decadent foods <laughs> that are <laughs> very pleasurable. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not that you can't or shouldn't eat for pleasure. You, I, in fact, I believe that rule number two for living a happy, healthy, imperfect life is to enjoy your food, eat foods for nourishment most of the time and eat foods for pleasure some of the time. So I'm not going to tell you like, you should only be eating to fuel your body. And no, I mean, cheesecake is amazing. Like, I love <laughs> cheesecake. I want to eat cheesecake. I just know that I can't eat, you know, a bagel with cream cheese for breakfast and a cheeseburger with fries for lunch and uh, pizza for dinner and top it off with cheesecake because that's not honoring myself or my body. That's going to make me feel gross and bloated and miserable and I'm going to gain weight unless I eat like a bite of each and that's not going to happen either because then you know mm -hmm. I'm either going to be hungry or kind of what's the point like <laughs> who wants a bite of a cheesecake I want to eat a piece of cheesecake um anyway so so the so the diet coke back to the diet coke kind of went on a little 
tangent there. Um, I don't want you to stress too much about that. Like what I would be more concerned with is how much Diet Coke you're having. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're drinking it late in the day and it's keeping you up at night, your brain's not shutting off. That's how, that's how I am specifically with caffeine. If I have caffeine past like 1 p.m., my brain does not turn off at night and then I can't sleep. Um, so, you know, it's not that Diet Coke is bad. Yeah, it's Diet Coke. Is it great for you? Meh, I don't know. I mean, you know, there are worse things you can put in your body. Cigarettes for one. <laughs> you know, like I feel like you kind of pick your battles. You know, I would yes. rather you have a Diet Coke than smoke a pack of cigarettes personally. Yeah. Um, do you need Diet Coke? No. But do you enjoy it? Is it something that you can have as part of a healthy lifestyle? Yes. Is it part of something? Is it what you can have as a perfect, you know, whole 30 lifestyle? No, but that's not what we're aiming for. We're, we're aiming for what's realistic and sustainable. So if you really enjoy Diet Coke and when you wake up in the morning, you drink a glass of water to hydrate your body first, number one, and then you have a Diet Coke, enjoy that Diet Coke. If you're drinking Diet Coke all day and it's keeping you up at night, you need, you need to backfill that with some water. You need to like, yeah. <laughs> right, trade yeah. it out for some water. But there's where the all or nothing is not all or nothing. You're still having a Diet Coke, but you're also having water. This is one of the things too that I struggle with is that, again, with the all or nothing thing, I eating wise, that's what would happen is that I'm like, I make the decision. I would tell myself, I'm going to eat. Okay, we're starting Monday. <laughs> damn Monday. We're starting on Monday. I'm going to have like, I'm really going to clean it up. It's going to be great. And then you have a weak moment and you decide, let's use cheesecake. For example, like you said, I had cheesecake. Well, then I'm going to slash all four tires and be like, follow this noise. I'm going to start next Monday. <laughs> I already screwed. I know it's so stupid, but why? This is how my brain works. And I'm sure I've talked to so many women who have the same exact mentality. You give yourself permission to just slash your other three tires. But why? It's totally mental. I don't know. Yeah. It is totally mental. And that's why rule number one for living a happy, healthy, imperfect life is to forgive yourself always. Because when you don't, you beat yourself up, you go to bed beating yourself up hating you know the choices that you made promising tomorrow or monday will be better yeah it doesn't solve the problem yeah you you eat the cheesecake you enjoy the cheesecake and then you're like sweet what's what's my next choice going to be and you don't have to stress about it right after you're eating the cheesecake right we're not mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't need to stress yeah. about the next meal but when the next meal comes you get to make a choice all over again you know, there's Monday is not magical. There's absolutely nothing magical about Monday. Mm -hmm. And when we make Monday our goal, what do we do? We, like you said, I, I liked that you slash all three, all of the other tires, right? I like to call it a food funeral. You know, you start a diet <laughs> on Monday and by Wednesday you've eaten a cheesecake and you're like, shit, I'll just start again on Monday. But in the meantime, I'm going to eat all of the foods that I'm never yeah. going to eat ever again. I got to get it all in. I got, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. And what does it do? Like you just perpetuate that cycle over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And you never make any progress and you beat yourself up every single time. Mm -hmm. So now you're feeling like crap physically, mentally, and emotionally. Yeah. 
over a piece of cheesecake. Don't give cheesecake that much power. It's just friggin' cheesecake. Yeah. Totally. Yeah? Yeah. So what can we do to get you balanced, more balanced? Well, you're asking. Um, well, well. <laughs> Are you telling me? Feel free to tell me. Uh, well, we're going to do a little bit of both. Okay. Um, so what does a typical breakfast look like for you? Diet Coke. Um, <laughs> what's that? It's a Diet Coke. No, I don't. I typically don't drink it until after lunch because I get feel guilty if I do. Um, at breakfast, I'll usually have like uh, a couple of eggs, um, a piece of toast, and with like so I'll make myself an omelet with some um, ch cheddar cheese in there and a little bit of, like a piece of ham or something like that, with a couple eggs and a piece of toast is usually what I have for breakfast. How do you feel about that? Oh, I love it. When I was eating really well, I would have egg white omelets, um, but I really missed my yolks. <laughs> I can't do egg whites. I, I would rather just not have eggs if I don't have, don't give me yolks oh. or give me nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's typically, I'm a creature of habit, so like I can eat the same thing every day and like be happy. Uh, but so for breakfast, that's usually what I have. Okay. Two eggs? Yeah. Okay. Lunch? Uh, that depends. Uh, if there's leftovers, sometimes I'll have leftovers. If uh, I'm a sandwich girl, I love sandwiches. So like ham and cheese sandwiches or... I also like carbs. So sandwiches are my friend. <laughs> Everybody loves carbs. We all love carbs. What do you have with your sandwich? Uh, that's usually it. Okay. And then dinner? What does dinner look like? Um, uh, so last night we had barbecued chicken with uh, some veg or some garden green beans and uh, some smashed potatoes. Usually we'll have like a protein and a, and a vegetable. Or because it's been so hot out, we've been pretty lazy and had some hot dogs. And the summertime has been really, we've been lax over here. <laughs> pizza, homemade pizzas. Yeah. So the only vegetable I heard was green beans <laughs> with your dinner last night. Yeah. And not this summer. Yeah, this, I'm not going to lie to you, this summer has been terrible for my vegetables. What I normally do, like, so when I'm in a routine, which is not now, <laughs> what I usually do is I'll have hummus. I love hummus. Um, and I'll cut myself, like, carrots, uh, celery. I love broccoli. And I'll make, I always have cooked chicken breast in the fridge. So... So like I'll cook like a batch at the beginning of the week. You taught me that. Um, I have it in my fridge so that if I want, have, want to have a quick meal. So like at lunchtime, if I want to have a salad and then I could cut up a chicken breast and put it in there, add some cheese, whatever, dressing. Um, but I would normally like in little Ziploc bags, put like a little thing of vegetables. And I would like take two tablespoons of hummus-ish. <laughs> 
yeah. and dip my and dip my veggies in it. Um, that's me on a good day. This summer, not so good. I'm not going to lecture you on good or bad days right now, but I'll okay. save that for another episode with someone else. <laughs> gotcha. Um, okay. So that's a really good sustainable habit. What, why, why is that not happening right now? Because uh, I'm I mean, not. Are you making the hummus from scratch? Or are you going out and picking the chickpeas and then bringing them home and shucking oh God, them or whatever no. you have to, right? What is, what is stopping you from, from buying hummus at the grocery store? I have some in the fridge. I'm just not eating it. Okay. 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 Look at me being honest. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, okay. Where do, where do we just wants to shake me right now. <laughs> I don't want to shake you a little bit. What are you doing? But I also, I get it because, you know, when you're, especially if, I know that you said you had what sounds like a nutritious dinner last night, but if you're stuck in that pizza and hot dogs and ham sandwich habit, I don't want to call it a habit because I don't really think that's a habit. It's more of just a rut where you are right now. Mm -hmm. Right? Quick, easy, yeah. um, palatable. Um, I want to ask you a really tough question. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> because I know that, you know, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Feeling happy and good and making choices that feel happy and good. Which comes first? We, we tend to think that, and, and we sort of touched on this a, a few minutes ago about, you know, when um, the other times, like when you were doing the carb cycling and the training for the running and stuff, you know, things were in, in the biggest loser competition, like that's what you were focused on and you were, that was where your, your life was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and right now it's not, but are you happy? Cause I do know that it's easier to make those choices when we're feeling good and happy. And I'm not asking you, are you unhappy? Right. I, I'm not, I don't want you to like get into like a whole big deep, are you happy? But really like it, it's, it is much easier to make these choices when we're feeling happy and good versus not yeah. so much. No, I like we have a lot of stress going on in our life right now. Um, and so that's obviously not helping because at the end of the day, it's kind of like a pardon my French fuck it situation where you're just like, I don't even want to think about anything anymore. <laughs> I just want to be. And because food has always been kind of a comfort, right? Um, that's what you go to. So I have given myself permission. That's the shitty part of it all, right? Because I know, I know I know better. I have all of the tools. I have you. I have so many people who have laid out a plan for me. I know, I'm educated. I'm just choosing not to. This is my problem. But I have, I have made a decision to change that. 
<laughs> I was going to say, you're here and we're talking about it. So it's yes. not like you just rolled over and been like, well, this is my life now. So <laughs> this is where I live. This is what I do. Yeah. Um, so what if we just focused on some small, doable shifts? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing a whole plan of carb cycling or whole 30 or I should, maybe I shouldn't say a brand name. I don't know already. Anyway, <laughs> done. Um, you know, something that is like very string, very like structured and stringent and, you know, lots of black and white. Mm -hmm. Um, we just try to make some improvements because really that's all, that's all that needs to happen right now. Mm -hmm. I agree. So you've got hummus in your fridge. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> what if, do you have vegetables in your fridge? I do actually right now. I've got a nice veggie platter. Excellent. So I don't want you to give up your ham and cheese sandwich because that's probably something that you enjoy. It's again, very palatable. You said you love your, your bread, your carbs, right? But what if you did like half of a ham and cheese sandwich and some veggies with hummus? Huh. Would that feel doable, satisfying? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I would feel less guilty at the end as well. You know well, you wouldn't mean? be throwing away all that produce that you didn't eat, so. Oh, how many people do that? <laughs> I'm ashamed. I do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It is. It is. Um, and then, you know, with your breakfast, mm -hmm. uh, do you snack a lot? Do you snack? Are you a snacker? <laughs> Depends if I'm busy or not. If I'm busy doing things, I can like skip lunch even. Like I won't think about, like it's not that I, uh, what's that saying about idle hands? <laughs> right, yes. I'm terrible at things, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm not, if I'm bored or if I'm not doing anything, I'll think about food and mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, I should probably eat now. Oh, look at that. It's lunchtime. I should probably have lunch. Like I don't, I don't listen. It's not that I'm listening to my body. It's just, Almost like, well, it's noon. You have to eat. Right. But the clock or else, says, lunchtime. Or else the world <laughs> will implode. You know what I mean? Like, because my husband. But you don't know when you'll get your next meal. So you might, you, you know, you got to. Yeah. I don't know what it is. My husband can go like a really long time or I'll be like, hey, honey, like it's supper time or whatever. And he's like, you know, I'm just not, uh, I'm just not hungry right now. I'm like, yeah, but I made supper. <laughs> <laughs> and at supper time, why aren't you eating? And he's just like, well, I'm just like, back off, lady. I'm not hungry. <laughs> and it, it's so foreign to me because I'm like, yeah, but it's supper time. Right. It's yeah. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's six o'clock. It's you're like, we need to be eating dinner now or uh -huh. 30 or 630 or whatever time. Yeah. Um, breakfast, could you add like a piece of fruit or... I, like the the toast, I if like one slice of toast, I think is great. I feel like, you know, when we uh, really like bread, and then mm -hmm. we want to, we say like, oh, bread is the devil. I'm not gonna eat bread or whatever, right? Our meals aren't as satisfying, so I don't think that 
I mean, some people can go like, like you said, keto or, you know, low carb and like cut that stuff out completely. And that's great. More power to them. Is it sustainable? Eh, I don't really know many people who have lasted <laughs> more than like a year. Um, it does happen. It does happen. I'm not saying that there aren't exceptions, but um, they it's are like exceptions. The it's like the cheesecake. Yeah. You know, you've got to give yourself a little bit sometimes. Right, right. And bread isn't bad. Bread is not bad. It's just bread. But when we eat a lot of bread and mm-hmm. then we cover it in butter or peanut butter or peanut butter and jelly and, you know, that becomes like our diet, we're not, we're, first of all, we're eating a lot more calories than we realize and not getting sustainable calories because it's a lot of sugar that's hitting our bloodstream fast. It's not, you know, whatever our body can't use immediately if we're, you know, sitting at a desk it gets mm-hmm. stored as fat. That's just how it works. If we're not yeah. up moving around, burning that sugar, as soon as it hits our bloodstream, it gets stored as fat. Um, so again, like bread is not, bread is not the devil. Um, but I would still like to see you eat, you know, maybe like a handful of grapes or an apple or something, especially if you're doing like two pieces of toast. Um, I think you just said one, so it's totally up to you. Um, and if two eggs and a slice of toast is satisfying to you, then stick with it. That's, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that breakfast. But you may, maybe you could add some spinach or something to your omelet. Um, trade the ham. I, I, I wouldn't say trade the cheese because that's like what makes it an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> but you've already got protein in the egg, so you don't need the, the ham for protein. It's, the ham is really just serving as a salty tasty, savory addition mm-hmm. to the omelet. You could swap it out for, again, like some spinach or peppers or, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of broccoli. You said you really like broccoli, something like that. That just adds a little more, if you, you know, some extra nutrients to the meal. Yep. Um, and fewer calories, maybe depending, I don't know how much ham you, you use, but um, this isn't necessarily about calories. It's more about improving just your diet in general. What's that? The quality. The quality. Exactly. Exactly. Because the better you eat, the better you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then dinner. Um, I know it's hard when you have kids and you're like going all day and then come dinner time, you're just like, ah, just throwing food at them. Um, but you can, it's a good time to also put out that veggie tray. Just put it on the table, put that veggie tray out on the table. Um, cut up some fruit and throw it on the table. It doesn't have to be like a whole ordeal mm-hmm. of anything fancy. You don't have to make like a broccoli casserole. In fact, I highly recommend not making a broccoli casserole. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you can nuke some frozen vegetables or. Um... Do you know what's funny? What? I don't know about you, but um, with a lot of, like with our friend group, it's so funny. Whenever we have like people over, you know, Sometimes you'll do appies or someone will bring a cheese ball or something or, but we all, you know, you always bring the vegetable tray out because you feel like you have to, but it's always the first thing gone. Yeah. Like there was a bunch of us uh, having a couple glasses of wine one night and we were sitting around this table and we had nuts and we had fruit. And we had like this like charcuterie platter and we had this veggie platter. And the very first thing, everyone was just like, I don't know. Every single time, it's always the veggie platter that goes first. 
And one of us caught it at one point and we were like, what is up with that? <laughs> Obviously our bodies crave it and we want it. Uh, we just somehow tell ourselves that we don't or that we don't need that. And so whenever you go to bring something somewhere, you always bring the crappy stuff, right? What is up with that? <laughs> One of the things that I learned, um, I worked uh, on set um, for a movie of, oh, what was, when was it? It's when I found out I was pregnant with Josh. So it would have been September of 2000, I think September of 2015, so right after you and I yeah, met. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, we were out in the middle of nowhere filming this movie, and I was in charge of meals for everybody. The, the director, producer um, was a friend of mine, and he had asked me to come out and and be the movie mom, or I forget what he called me, but anyway, um, I was responsible for making sure that everyone had nutritious meals for the two weeks that we were filming out in the middle of nowhere. And one of the things that I discovered was that if I just put like apples and oranges and bananas on the table, no one touched them. But if I cut up the apples, cut up the oranges, cut the bananas in half, they were gone first thing every day. No way. Yeah. And so that was like an aha moment for me. In, and, and I knew, like, I knew this for myself. Like, that's why I buy veggie trays. That's why I buy fruit trays because I am lazy. Like, I am not. <laughs> it's a lot of work to peel carrots and cut them and cut celery. And, you know, it just, it's a lot buy of. Buy the damn like, veggie tray. Right. Buy the damn veggie tray. Yeah. And otherwise, you know, the, the produce is going to sit in your fridge and rot and you're going to throw it away and then you're going to feel guilty because you didn't eat the vegetables and now you're throwing them away and you've wasted money. Yes, exactly. And so you're not going to buy it again. You're just going to buy the chips and then you're going to eat the chips and then you're going to hate yourself for eating the chips and it's like it just is this whole stupid, right? So buy the freaking veggie tray. My brain. I know. I know. <laughs> and if you put food out for your family, like I was saying for dinner, you know, just cut up a couple of oranges, cut up, a, you know, a couple of apples, put them on the table. And you know, if you're having hot dogs, mm -hmm. also have some fruit. Just because we eat hot dogs and beans and buns and chips together, because that's, I don't know what you eat there, but like that's our standard here, right? You have hot dogs and beans and buns and chips. <laughs> that's what a hot dog meal is. You might have watermelon if it's in the middle of summer, yeah. but you don't think, oh, hot dogs and veggie tray. That's <laughs> It's no, but why not? Like, there's no reason not to. And if you put it, if you, if you build it, they will come, right? If you present it, they will eat it. So. Oh, I'm going to put that on a shirt for you. Are you? If you present it. If you present it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Paulette makes these amazing t-shirts. Can you tell us, do you want, do you want to tell? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Since uh, you're with me, give a little shout out. Hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, I have a group called Slay at Home Mom Co. And I've decided to follow a, a little passion project that I've had for a long time. And what I've done is I've created a, um, or put together a t-shirt line uh, that is all geared towards kindness and gratitude and female empowerment. And so... Uh, yeah, something that's been on my heart for a really long time. And I decided to hashtag get messy and do it before I was even ready to do it. And it's turned out like amazing. I've had over like a hundred orders, like 
shortly after I launched. So yeah, it's really fun. It's really exciting. And I just love sharing the message. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. That is awesome. I feel like we should hashtag get messy your diet and exercise program too. Okay. So, so we've talked about the food stuff. I have bruises from kayaking. I don't know if you can see this. Um, um, fell off the, actually not kayaking, stand up paddle boarding fell off a few times, <laughs> a few, a few times. Um, I am, I am not a proficient stand up paddle boarder. Um, but Hey, I was able to get back on, which let me tell you, huh? you know, there was a time in my life when that would have not, would not have happened. So hooray. Ooh. All right. So exercise, let's talk yeah. exercise. Cause that was what you had mentioned in your in your pre-session uh, questions. Yeah. Um, consistency, making it a priority. Mm -hmm. How can we get messy with that? Okay, I'm really excited. I have a plan. You have a plan? I have, I've just come up with a plan. Since, I've, made, since I've answered those questions, I have a plan. All right. Uh, it, might, it might sound silly to some people, but I'm starting, this is, I'm hashtag getting messy with my whole workout routine because I have limitations right now. Um, so I can't run because I obviously my ankle and my knee. Um, so I need to find another way to do things. And I really like um, to get up and be active. So for a long, long time, um, I've seen on Facebook uh, this like figure eight thing. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it's like a new, it's a program. It's probably not new, but it's like a, it's like a dancing exercise program. Okay. And it's all, it all has to do with like your core and you just really given it. And I've, I've seen it out of the corner of my eye so many times I've scrolled past it and every once in a while I'll like stop and watch the video and I'll be like, wow, I really want to do that. But then I don't because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't want to spend the money. Maybe I'll do that later. Summer's coming. I'm, oh, let's be real. I'm not going to do it. So I, you know, excuses, excuses. Um, but Again, I'm not going to be running, so I need to get that out of my head right now. Especially move to because, acceptance, move to acceptance. Yes, um, I'm a lot heavier now, so I need to also take that into consideration because I need to find something that is not going to like pound my joints because my joints are very sore at this point. So, yes, I am going to do that. So it might sound cheesy to some people. Um, and to be honest, I told myself that story in my brain that I thought it was cheesy. Um, but I've chosen to. Okay. When? Are you... Yeah. When am I going to do it? Yeah. When are you going to do it? I'm going to buy it today. I didn't ask you, when are you going to buy it? I said, when are you going to do it? Do what? the program when are you going to exercise well, because you can own the program all day long but unless you actually do it it doesn't okay. count this is another really um what i'm really excited for i'm a routine person so i thrive when i have routine uh and so during this whole covid thing i've had a really tough time because everything and as i'm sure for all of the mamas out there who have had to homeschool their kids and like ugh. I've had a rough, rough go. So I um, have chosen, my kids are going to be going to school uh, in the fall. We'll see how long that lasts, but um, they really want to go. And I feel like 
they're in a position that they're going to be safe. So I'm going to send my kids to school. And um, mentally, that makes me joyful. So I'm going to be able to get back to that routine of them getting on the bus at 7.30 a.m. And me being able to start my morning routine like I used to, which looks like, um, for me, I'm a, like a gratitude practice type of person. So like, that's my meditation. I need to have like a minute to just really set myself up mentally for success. Um, and then I will make the time to do, get active. I do that best in the mornings. Like that's, I like to get it done. And then all that like guilt that you carry with you for the rest of the day when you don't do it just magically goes away. It's amazing. I don't never regret a workout. Have you ever regretted a workout? No, no, no. So that I'm really excited to get back to that. So I am committing, um, to definitely starting that, uh, September 1st, the kids go back to school. So yeah. All right. So I'll be following up with you to make sure. Yeah, please happening. do. This is but, another reason. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I want accountability, so. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We're, since we're letting go of all or nothing, mm-hmm. and it's only August 11th, yeah. what can you do between now and then? I could try it. I can know my, I need to um, get on my eating Okay. Better. Okay. Being more mindful, like you said, introducing more of the, finding more balance. Okay. Yeah. Um, what happens if you uh, try to exercise at, say, 7.30 right now? Oh, uh, well, again, because I'm staying up super late, I need to go to bed is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you're getting at? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you look at what you want to accomplish and you backtrack and figure out what is stopping me. Reverse engineer. I like it. Reverse engineer. Exactly. Uh, If you're too tired, if you're sleeping late in the morning because you've been up late, Mm -hmm. up too late, you know, you got to figure out how to go to bed earlier. And if you're not able to go to bed earlier, why? Is it the Diet Coke? (laughs) Might be the Diet Coke. So then we look at the Diet Coke. What do we want to do with the Diet Coke? Well, that's up to you. But, you know, yeah. I don't know how many you're drinking. How many do you drink in an average day? Uh, like one or two. I try not to do more than two. Nah, right now, two for sure. <laughs> you made it sound like you were drinking it all day, every day, which one well, or two isn't bad. But if you're like great. me, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not great. But it's also just Diet Coke, just like it's just bread, right? It's just, it's whatever you give, however much power you give to it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, like I said, personally, if I drink caffeine after like one, two o'clock, I'm a mess the mm-hmm. rest of the night. And I don't notice like a jolt from caffeine when I drink it. It's when I lay down in bed at night that suddenly I'm solving all of the world's problems. <clears throat> it's so annoying. That could be a good thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't do anything about them, so it's really not. <laughs> um, 
but you know, maybe, maybe, so maybe, maybe start there. Like maybe you say have a cutoff time for your diet Coke and mm -hmm. just see how that works. And if you, you know, it might take a few days, but a lot of times with caffeine, especially people will, you know, over caffeine, over caffeinate and under sleep. Mm -hmm. it's, again, it's that vicious cycle of, you know, not getting yeah. enough sleep. So you're drinking a bunch of caffeine to stay awake and then, oh, funny, you can't sleep again. So, mm -hmm. um, so again, like you said, reverse engineer it, um, maybe pick a cutoff time for your Diet Coke, make sure you go to bed at a decent hour. And then, you know, you don't have to do the video before September 1st if you don't want to, but that doesn't mean that you can't do something else, mm -hmm. you know? 30 minutes. And here's another really amazing thing that is going to blow your mind. Tell you ready me. for this? Yes. It doesn't have to be at the same time every day. It oh. doesn't have to be every day of the week. It doesn't even have to be like three days a week. And even if it is three days a week, it could be three different days a week every week. It blows Crazy, my mind. Right? I know. Crazy. I know. I know because this is another one of those things that I set myself up for failure. Because if it doesn't look the same that it has to be, then slash the three tires. Do you know my do you know my phrase about that? To expect perfection is to create failure. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Yeah. I have a few memes that say that. Man, I you just got them coming out of you. I, yeah, the one-liners are like, that's <laughs> what I do when I'm laying in bed and I have all that caffeine surging through <laughs> my But it's true. Like we get, we, we put these expectations on ourselves thinking that we have to do things a certain way. And then when mm -hmm. we don't, we failed. And what do we do? We start over mm -hmm. on Magical Monday. Mm -hmm. So again, Whatever works for you, whatever you can do right now is all you need to do. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all you need to do. It just has to be something. Right. And it doesn't have to be something every day. And it doesn't have to be something for 30 minutes. And it doesn't have to be something three days a week. It can be whatever today brings you. Mm -hmm. Make it happen. You're just right. make it happen. Take the pressure off of yourself to plan it out. Listen, one of my, this is so ridiculous. I don't think I've ever shared this in Imperfect Lifeland. Um, one of my big things when I first started losing weight and was trying to figure out how to exercise was showers. I could not figure out how to exercise and shower. And so I would just not exercise because if I showered, I didn't want to exercise. And if I, ah. like, I would get myself into this like total, just like brain paralyzed, like analysis paralysis, major analysis paralysis over which, which I needed to do first, shower or exercise. Uh -huh. And because I was a smoker at the time, I didn't want to go to the gym smelling like cigarettes. So I would have to shower before I went to the gym so that no one would smell the cigarettes on me. But then I had to take another I'm shower. Clean, so like, why would I want to go to the gym and get gross and then have to come home and shower again? Because I, I don't like to take showers. That is one of my, like, I don't like to sh drive and I don't like to take showers. I feel like the two of those things are like, 
just the most boring things on the planet that I do not want to do because they're the only two things you can do while you're doing them. Like you can't do anything other than shower when you're showering. Can I give you a hot tip? You're going to say listen to an audio book. I listen to podcasts in the shower. So I have this like little shelf. No joke. This is so fun because I feel I listen to business podcasts while I'm in the shower. So I'm learning at the same time that I'm showering. Sometimes I talk on the phone. No joke. Full disclosure. (laughs) My girlfriend, Nikki, who might be watching right now. Oftentimes we will have a morning chat. I'll be in the shower. Yeah, I'm gonna start calling you during my shower. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna call Paulette. Be like, I'm just showering. What you doing? I love it. We're two hours apart, so just make sure it's not before. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, fortunately for you, I don't shower that often. So that's not necessarily by choice anymore, though. That's more like, is everyone safe and going to remain alive for ten minutes while I take a shower? Yeah. Um. Anyway. All right, so your plan moving forward mm-hmm. is to maybe add some vegetables to your omelet. Yeah. Quick, easy way to improve the quality. Open the hummus. Open the, open the hummus mm-hmm. and the veggie tray yeah. and eat it. <laughs> you stop to like put pic- it in your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of myself and put it in the comments of this post. Okay, good. Tonight. Good, 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 good. Um, And then with dinners, again, throw, you know, some bagged salads. Bagged salads are my life. You may have heard me talk about a bagged salad a time or two. We have a lot of them. Yes, I do that too. Yeah, good, good. So that's another very easy way to improve the quality of any meal. Um, and then exercise. Yes. Uh, it, you do have to make it a priority, but you also don't have to make it a big deal. Mm-hmm. That makes I, sense. I think, you know what I mean by that? Uh, yes. And I appreciate you saying that because I feel like that's the part I needed to hear. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. So did I wave my magic wand and are you like? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You're all like, okay, so well, I got this. Totally. Plus, um, I've said it on Facebook and there's people watching, I'm sure. So uh, (laughs) I have to answer to people now. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. The only person you have to answer to is yourself. Yes. And, you know, some people do really well with accountability from others. I am not one of those people. Like, I don't like to do challenges. I don't want anybody telling me what to do ever. I like to do whatever I want, whenever I want. The more people, someone tells me to do something more, I'm less likely to do it. How did you do CrossFit then? I love CrossFit. Well, because first of all, it's my choice to go. Right. And actually what I, what, I, what I like about CrossFit is that the coach tells me what to do. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. But I don't like to do like team sports. I don't like, really? yeah, hate team sports. Hate team sports. Yeah. I would not pay you as the person. No, I do not like team sports. That's way too much pressure for me. Yeah. Uh oh, you froze. Um, I rare like oh um feel like challenges are kind of that pro- 
project, you know, like, like your biggest loser, a goal weight or a goal size. Okay. Well, you've achieved that. Now what, now what do you do? You have to, life is more than, you know, did we, did we lose each other? Are you still there? Yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry. I lost you there for a second. Anyway, but I know that challenges work for some people, um, but I don't think that they work for everybody. I am not a challenge person, but I support people. You know, I support you if it is. You just got to make sure that the challenge is setting yourself up for long-term sustainable success and not just a one and done, okay, now what kind of mm -hmm. thing, you know? Totally. Anyway, all right. So I can't wait to see what you're going to do with your meals and your exercise me too i'm excited actually without putting too much pressure on yourself yeah yeah just do just do something yeah uh, i feel like the universe put this whole your podcast uh which i'm so excited about because p.s everybody i've been telling andrea this for years <laughs> that she should have a podcast because she's so great at really working through things with people and i just love her to peanuts so Oh, you're so sweet, Paula. Thank you. I know you, you were the first person that uh, I thought of when I decided to do this. I was like, oh, Paula's going to be so excited. She's going to be I am. I told you. I know. And then I knew I needed yeah, accountability. Truthfully, it's good. All right. Well, it sounds like you've definitely got, if you've got people watching this and listening, then you've got some accountability. So, and you, you have said all of these things out loud to yourself and to me. So nothing else. You're accountable to yourself. Yes. But I also want you to remember that it's a choice. You get to choose and that you're making a choice because you want to do this, not because someone is watching you over your shoulder, not because the expectation is there from anybody else, not because the expectation is even there from yourself, but because you want to do this mm -hmm. work. And I'm using air quotes for work because... It needs to just be a part of your life. Mm -hmm. You're just taking care of yourself. You're just taking care of yourself. Yeah. Because you are worthy. Yes, I am. And because you will feel better physically, mentally, and emotionally. Yes. All right. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Here's to a cup of water. Yay. <laughs> <Yes>. Diet Coke. <laughs> I love it. I promise to do better. <laughs> no, that, that was perfect. Uh, do more of what makes you happy. Is that one of your cups? It is actually. I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being thank with you. me tonight. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm anxious to see what changes you make in the coming weeks and months. And uh, just remember, again, you don't have to do it all right now. Those baby steps, small changes, they create big results. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you so much. Oh, you are very welcome. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the imperfect life philosophy and methodology for letting go of perfection in order to live a truly happy, healthy lifestyle, check out my website at imperfectlife.com where you'll find access to my free on-demand workshop with my six-step approach to responsible weight loss as well as links to come socialize with me on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Make it a great day.